Hello, and welcome to the Platform Podcast, hosted by Marketplace Advisory Board Chair L. Tucker, a former journalist who writes, speaks, and consults on all things startups. The Platform Podcast features conversations with founders, operators, and experts tackling a myriad of topics facing the marketplace and sharing economy startup ecosystem. Please note this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not professional advice. For specific issues, please seek an appropriate professional or contact us at info at marketplacerisk.com for more information. And now, without further ado, I will hand things over to Elle. Hello, and welcome back to the Platform Podcast. Today, I am joined by Julia Andweiser, who is founder of Shelf, which is a furniture and homeware rental marketplace for short-term use. Julia, welcome to the Platform Podcast. Hi, all. Thank you so much for having me. Now, we are speaking at a very exciting time for Shelf, which I am so excited about. And I can't believe I actually managed to to get some time with you because I know it's it's very busy because you have just launched on a new Share Tribe platform. And that was really just, what, a couple of weeks ago? Yes, um, I think it was about 10 days ago now. So that's really exciting. And before that, you did a very interesting thing, which um, I'd love you to share more about. And I, I haven't actually come across the, this before for a for a sort of sharing economy um, style marketplace. You did an, a really early stage, I suppose, beta version, but using um, an, a sort of closed Instagram community. Is that have I described that properly? Yes, that's right. Um, it's a closed Instagram page that I created and it was essentially the storefront for the rental marketplace. And, you know, there were forms associated with it where people can easily upload items or request items they see on it to rent. Um, and that ran, I think, for, for a couple of months. Was that just to see if there was an appetite for the type of stuff that you, that you were hoping people would be interested in? Yeah, definitely. And also, I wanted to see the whole process and how it works, just because it does take a while, you know, to think of the logistics and the problems that you could come across within a transaction for a rental marketplace. And I just wanted to use it as a place to test out whether the steps that I've got in my head make sense in terms of, you know, practicality and um, what I expect people to do and how to use the shelf service and have had really good feedback using um, the the Instagram page. So I'm really pleased to be able to roll it out and get good feedback, um, Mm -hmm. you know, within such a lo-fi version of, of shelf. Yeah, and it is a very, you know, lo-fi and, and obviously quite a cost-effective way of, of trialing something um, at that stage. So a great, great tip, I suppose, for, for early stage founders as well. They don't even necessarily need a platform if they're just testing out an idea like that. Yeah, definitely. And I think I was quite lucky in that I actually had something similar when um, when I first kind of, I suppose started ventures um I started selling vintage homeware a couple of years ago and I used Instagram as the storefront rather than having my own domain and you know using platforms such as Shopify to to run it and I think that I learned from that experience it's really important just to be as lo-fi as possible and just utilizing what I already had and I think sometimes it's so easy to just 
kind of go for the perfect version of it um but it's honestly been really helpful just to see actually people think this process makes sense that you know they found the process easy they found the service useful and I think being able to validate that with very little cost has been really great so tell me a bit about that journey from um what you were doing previously to actually creating shelf which just for our listeners has a has a double f which is a very cool brand and i love your um your yellow branding etc so um really like all that so tell me a bit about how how it all came about yes of course so i actually had the idea for shelf a, a couple of years ago basically a friend of mine told me one day that she had a brother who went out for a semester abroad and he got a box of items that you know he was able to use just specifically for for his room during his semester abroad which I thought was really brilliant um and I started digging into you know rental accommodation specifically for students and found the waste you know when it comes to transferring from one accommodation to, to the other is is quite large and that really kind of formed the initial ideas of shelf. I didn't go, you know, do anything really with that idea. I think I may have done a business canvas template for it, but I didn't really know how to start a business. And I'm someone who's always had a project all throughout kind of university and Mm -hmm. early stage of my career um, and have parked that idea and started selling vintage homeware um, back in October 2020. Um, and I just wanted to do it because you know just want to keep busy on the side really love sustainable design and the idea of bringing you know my love for interiors and sustainability together just made sense and so I set up an Instagram page for it and very quickly was able to grow my audience I was featured in a magazine I think I was one of the first accounts within the UK to really kind of grow um within a few months um using instagram as a primary selling platform rather than having my own domain or having my own e-commerce site and what i found through that experience um you know it amplified the waste issue within the interiors industry so bringing back that research that i kind of did a couple of years ago again um and that coupled with christmas and just seeing the waste around you know all this temporary items that we are bringing to our homes just used for a couple of weeks a few weeks at maximum really just honed in that you know there are some items in our home that are temporary and at the moment there are just no alternatives to being able to access those items and as someone who's living in a one-bed flat with my partner in London at the time It just didn't make sense for us to buy these items um, as we just didn't have enough storage because, you know, I was selling homeware on the side. And so that was taking up a lot of our room. And all these things combined really made, um, you know, built the foundations for shelf. So the waste issue, the personal experience of, you know, needing something for temporary use, but not being able to access it temporarily. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's kind of where where mm-hmm. shelf really was born. And what sort? Of, give me an example of some of the things you're thinking about that maybe people you know are, that do have that sort of temporary life in um, maybe a, a, I'm going to say younger person, which sort of makes me sound old, but I'll say it anyway. In you know, in someone's someone's flat. 
Yeah, so um, the kind of most obvious ones are the seasonal items. I think your Christmas decor, perhaps some some garden furniture, um, you know, um, some extra extra plates for for dinner party, for example. You know, how many people, especially people my age, so I would say kind of mid to late twenties, early thirties, really have enough room for more than 10 plates for example in a cupboard you might need that for you know that dinner party that you have with friends maybe you have it a, a couple of few times a year but for the rest of the year will you really mm-hmm. be using that and I think at the moment there is just no alternative to getting access to these items apart from buying it um, but having spoken to a lot of people my age who've kind of gone through you know who, who are seeing these things they say well I end up just buying it but actually I don't need it anymore and you've just reminded me that I've still got this item in my house I just don't need at all um but at Mm. the moment there's just no way to get hold of it yeah and I think in in, you know this is at any age I mean you know my cupboards are um, you know, full of the items I used, you know, one, once a year or so. And and in a way that makes me think that, you know, I could, you know, give people access to those, you know, things I have accumulated over the years that are maybe, you know, nice enough to, to share. Um, and, and also I think that you, you've talked to me before about other people that might want things temporarily. And that could be maybe more, more creative individuals that need stuff, not just for entertaining, but also maybe for what a, a sort of photography shoot or, um, you know, a kind of a, a retail, um, like pop-up or, or something. So tell me a bit more about those types of customer. Yeah, definitely. I think, what's really come you know from the last few years as as people are seeing is the rise of small businesses especially online businesses and with that and as you know all the restrictions have have been lifted more and more people are wanting to connect with audiences that they've built over the last few years online and bring them all together offline and what I'm seeing in many communities so business communities creative communities is that people are hosting many pop-up events so whether that's you know a supper club a a retail store as you mentioned Al um, and they want to you know that pop-up event or even if it's just a a one-night thing for it to really reflect their brand and their values and what I'm seeing is more and more people are wanting to borrow stuff for these sorts of events because they don't want to invest it they are a small business that's probably got a a very large digital community um, and probably lives, you know, the business is mainly digital focused. And so having these items permanently just doesn't make sense. And so that rise of, you know, small businesses, I think really lends itself well with how others can use shelf and how they can connect with their audiences offline if they are, you know, a primarily Mm -hmm. digital focused Mm -hmm. business. And and what is your vision for the the range of um, users on the platform? And and by that I mean people that are, are listing things because I I could see myself being both um you know a a user and a provider on the platform. But in general, how do you envisage these people? Because I know that that some some of the people listing things are, are sort of small businesses themselves. It's not it's not all just peer to peer, is it? 
Yeah, that's correct. So we've got many small business owners within the furniture and homeware space, perhaps, you know, a business who has a lot of stock, or perhaps they are just being run, you know, by one or two people and shifting stock may not be as quick and as easy as some of, you know, what the big e-commerce players are are getting. And so for them, getting another way to, um, I suppose, a, a passive income, you know, an, an alternative way to make money off items that are at the moment with them has been really attractive, really. So Shelf has been really useful for them in that way in that they are able to kind of create that income whilst they still have their, their item on stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you mentioned, L individual consumers as well, like yourself, who, you know, have a passion for sustainability, love good design and want to be able to share items that they have in their homes that are made to last, um, have also been listing items. So I think people are realizing the beauty of the stuff that they have that they probably didn't really realize before. Um, because, you know, it's something you probably see all the time, every day, and it's just not something that you've thought of. Actually, you know what, someone else might want this and I might actually get paid for sharing this with someone. Mm, it was very appealing. I, I've just remembered some dessert dishes while I've been talking to you that my sister gave me, which are kind of vintage 1970s, you know, that came in the original packing. And I'm thinking this sort of thing would be, you know, would be perfect and, and possible to to send, which is a, a sort of a segue, a seamless segue into my next question, which is obviously, what about the... Um, the risk because obviously this is marketplace risk and we want to know about this so I have got these lovely bowls my sister gave them to me a bit of a sentimental value there what um, securities are there around the fact that um, you know I would be giving them to somebody else for for however long it was and and how have you worked to build a a trusted platform um, and what are the challenges around that yeah so um, at the moment the tools that we have in place I suppose we have a verification system so emails have to be verified by users um so that's one thing and secondly we have a a security deposit system so for example if you do want to list those dessert bowls then you can choose to um have a security deposit in place whereby we pre-authorize a payment that you choose um, that the renter can then pay so it's all pre-authorized you don't actually pay for it um, but it's authorized in case something happens and you know if you do come back to us and say that when the bowls has been damaged then we can take some of or all of those payment from the buyers um, from the renter straight away and we can then issue that back to you. So that's something that we have at the moment at the version of the platform. Um, And another thing we have is our review system. So, you know, for example, if someone did damage your your items, but, and you know, didn't tell you, or you didn't have a security deposit in place, then you can definitely utilize that system to tell people that maybe that renter or lender, you know, hasn't been, as opposed to most satisfactory of users that you have dealt with within shelf. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't want to get that review, bad review against them. And so having that, I think, really helps build trust. Um, I do recognize, however, that these three things at the moment that we have in place may not be the most robust of systems, but I do think 
that together they form you know enough trust and a lot of people have mentioned that especially the the lenders who have quite pricey items items that are really unique for example I've got um some some lenders have asked you know listing items that their parents have passed down to them and they always think it's it's a relief having that security deposit in place and I think in addition to that I want to also highlight the fact that shelf really aims to create very hyper localized communities within it so we want to be able to you know connect people who live within a certain distance from from one another and share these pieces together and hopefully that also creates trust with other users within shelf you know knowing that actually these persons a few doors down and so um you know really trust the there'll be there'll be a nice lender or renter to me and you know that you'll be able to I suppose trust the community around you mm-hmm. really it's, it's kind of that's a kind of feeling that we're trying to get mm-hmm. um kind of a, a community around you that, that you already know and you, you can already trust yeah and there's a risk I suppose associated with that face-to-face interaction um which is disintermediation which we've talked about here at marketplace risk that platform leakage people you know in connecting on shelf and then potentially I sound like the sort of I don't know the kind of voice of doom but I obviously you know it's great to know how you're addressing these potential issues that they connect on the platform and then start lending off it because they've met and they they realize that they you know they have this shared um you know interest in interiors etc um obviously we want people to form these connections but have you thought about how to keep people on the platform yeah definitely I think um the the thing with shelf really is you know there is a system in place where you have reviews where you have the security deposit where we approve all the listings um just to make sure that it is of good quality of good standard um and so all these things in in place won't be in place in real life Mm -hmm. and so you know you won't get that guarantee that you'll get your money back or your item in the right condition because there was no security deposit if you were to borrow with one another outside of shelf and so I'm really hoping that the service we provide with shelf and just I suppose even just speaking with the lenders um, that we have on there and the renters that I've personally spoken with during my research I just know that they are all um they all care about the mission that shelf has in terms of limiting the waste that we have and so I really hope that you know having everyone together with this shared mission just creates this Mm. this platform of trust essentially and you know you don't want to essentially be you know I suppose you wouldn't ever want to do wrong with with a community that you know you feel like you you belong to and you know you have a, a shared shared kind of value so i'm really hoping that yeah, definitely. you know that there's kind of less risk of that within mm-hmm. shelf yeah definitely i think the brand that you create is so important for you know keeping people in, engaged in your marketplace just to, let's talk for a minute or so about what else is going on out there in this space because i'm fascinated by the the access over ownership world when it comes to furniture and interiors and um 
as far as I know, the US have been a bit ahead of us here in the UK. There have been some services there where people who are renting apartments um, can have, um, I think Feather is one of them, where they come along and and they just set up everything. I I think that's more kind of bulky furniture items. And then when you're... um, tenancy or lease ends you know it's all come it's all taken away for you which you know is brilliant because obviously a load of stuff um cheap furniture can end up in landfill and this gives you a chance to access something maybe more quality um and it it get taken away and either recycled etc but is there anything like that in in the uk and i know that that um, there's Hearth, which is quite high end, which is doing um, some real de- designer pieces, maybe not sort of quite as accessible as Shelf and Homebound, who've recently launched. But that's very much furniture and that's longer term use. So it feels like Shelf has sort of found its its space in amongst these these other types. Um, but what what's your thoughts on the on the landscape? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I do think the global rental furniture homeware market is getting a bit of momentum the last few years and as as you mentioned l you know started i'd say in in the us where you know a lot a lot more people are aware of these services and i think services and um platforms like feather have probably quite wide reach um in the us compared to let's say something in in the uk but i do think that in this space, um, you know, there's just so much innovation going on, whether it's the service that um, we're providing or the the tech that, that runs the platform or perhaps the pieces that's actually made accessible for people. Um, the rental furniture and homeware market or industry isn't exactly a new one. You know, it's something that people have been using for a while and um, particularly in the in the professional professional side of things so I know that a lot of office spaces do do rent out mm. furniture and and homeware pieces and have done for a while and film and tv sets but I think bringing it to an individual consumer level mm. is completely novel and I think bringing that access over ownership as you mentioned within this space is is really exciting because within your home you often think of items as permanent and I do think to some extent, some of these items are permanent, but there are just things that, you know, for a fact that you'll have to replace or, you know, people have changing tastes. And it's just one of those things that in an ideal world, people's tastes will be the same from, you know, when they first left their home up until, you know, when they have the, their last home, perhaps, but it just doesn't work that way. And <laughs> I think, um, it's just not as you know linear as that. Unfortunately, people's journey into sustainability and design and all these things that that come into play. And I think having services like Hearthspace for those you know with perhaps a bigger budgets on the higher end side of things, um, and as you mentioned, kind of homebound looking for for pieces that are more long term, is really great. As is something like Shelf, who are for people who are looking for something a bit more short term who just don't have access to it. And I think it's so important being able to share the resources that we already have because there is just so much out there. And I think it's really exciting that a lot of the innovation this space is kind of bringing it to the consumer level rather than that 
professional level which it has been mm. for, for a long time yeah it's, it's really exciting I'm so impressed with what you're doing Julia and I really appreciate you coming on the podcast um so can you tell our audience um bearing in mind um just time scales etc of how and when they'll be able to access the platform because I know that I I was lucky enough to be let in a little early so thank you for that um but they it's um they can sign up I believe at shelf.co it's .co and and don't forget the shelf has a, a double f but can can you direct people to your social channels as well just so that they don't miss out yeah, of course. Um, so our Instagram is similar to our website. So it's at shelf with a double F dot CO. Um, and our Twitter is shelf underscore dot CO. Um, and our Instagram does have details on how you can sign up. So at the moment, um, as Elle mentioned, we do have a, a close off platform. Um, but we are onboarding people every every few weeks who sign up to our wait list. So please do sign up to our waitlist a lot of um our lenders are based at the moment in london but we are open to users all over the uk and if especially if it's a service that you think you know somewhere you live really needs um we do want to hear from you so yeah please do sign up to the waitlist and you never know you might get that invite in a few weeks <laughs> that's brilliant thank you julia and i thank you so much for coming on the podcast and 2022 stretching out before us we're just finished um q1 what um where do you hope shelf will be by the end of the year really want to launch our platform whatever that looks like um to you know to, to everyone essentially in the uk and want to hire a few more people to um come join me on board so having some really interesting conversations there um so yeah we'll see how how the rest of 2022 goes but that's kind of what i'm i'm really hoping for best of luck julia and thanks again for coming on the podcast thank you so much l Thank you for tuning into the Platform Podcast. Be sure to check us out at marketplacerisk.com for information and resources to help startups launch, grow, and succeed. And follow us on social media at Marketplace Risk to stay up to date on all of our conferences, summits, virtual events, and more.